Look how festive it is here, Moan. We have we have Christmas stuff all behind me here. There's a tree over one shoulder, wreath over the other. It's feeling like it too. It's cold, isn't it? It is cold. By the way, you never gave us an update on light up night, man. Like I needed pictures. You didn't send your drone up. We didn't. We got no coverage, DK. What's that? There's the heck? so many drones flying over downtown on light up night that we probably be crashing into somebody else's drone. There are some great pictures. I'll send them to you afterward. Uh, quite, quite the scene to say the least. By the way, the reason it's cold in Nashville is that. The local hockey team is there tonight, and they sent all – they brought all that cold with them. It's <laughs> Penguins versus Predators tonight at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. And, yeah, they, they brought it with them. See, if you were being a Big J journalist, you would have actually acknowledged – well, you would have told me. You would have told, hey, Ramon, the Penguins are coming down to Nashville, man. Hey, uh, how about you go check out the home team and do some reporting on the side of something? Right. You couldn't even do that. <laughs> that's DJ. right. We want, you, we want you reporting on hockey. <sighs> What was the line from the Saturday Night Live skit? Oh, what more cowbell? No, it was the, <laughs> no, it was the, the let's do let's let's do that hockey. I don't remember if that was Tracy Morgan's skit or whatever. I think it was, was Tracy. Well, I remember watching that one. I do see that one. Yeah, let's let's, let's do, do that hockey, and they they were trying to pronounce <laughs> hockey players like Swedish and Finnish names and everything. Yeah, no, nah, that would be worse. So you know, before I took my job here. Uh, doing the morning show, I was actually uh, I was in the pot of people that were interviewed for the hockey section here, and I was just like, I don't know it, but I'll learn it, man. <laughs> Crazy! Can you imagine me covering hockey though? I mean, I, you know, no. I've seen, I I think you can assimilate into anything. That's what I think. That's what I told him. And you know, if I'm gonna do a job, I'm gonna figure out how to do it right. But boy. I, w- I would have been better off learning how to speak Chinese or, or write Chinese, DK. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, – anyway, let's do that. Let's do that bell. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that thing. All right, let's start this show. By the way, we see y'all compliments on social media, man. Much appreciated, DK. I saw what you're talking about. It's pretty I cool. saw it. I was just like, one, they found my new profile on Twitter. <laughs> That's always a thing. At the Ramon Foster. At the Ramon Foster, man. Uh, you ready to hit this thing right here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smiley face is still good one right here, DK. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Steelers versus Cardinals this weekend, Sunday, 102 p.m. in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Cardinals stink. The <sighs> Patriots stink, the team that they have coming after them. And you know what? The Steelers are in no position, nor is anybody else, to take anything for granted, to take anyone lightly. No, no, absolutely not. And, but when you're oh. feeling this good, when you're feeling this good, you got to be a little bit careful. And you got to make sure that you're putting out any small fires before they become infernos. So let's talk today. We didn't really get into it much yesterday about Deontay Johnson. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, quick summary, he was on the field for a Jalen Warren fumble. The fumble spat out just right near him. He had no reaction to it. Neither did, I'd say, about three or four other yeah. Steelers in the moment. I'm trying to be fair about this. Yeah. But... After Deontay clearly lays his eyes on a loose football, whether he thinks it's a fumble or not, he sees a loose football. And then he sees other players from the other team running for this loose football. He still does nothing. Mike Tomlin today said that he's going to allow other players, his teammates, to address that with him and that he's going to have to deal with that both with them and with reporters. Now, before I before we jump into this, Moan, I did ask Deontay in front of other reporters Sunday in Cincinnati to explain himself, and he came back with something that I think he even knew in the moment wasn't all that great of an explanation. Okay, <laughs> wasn't it good? He no. basically said, "I'm I'm be crapping," is what he said. Huh? Yeah, and then yeah, afterward, because after everybody broke up, after the pack of cameras and microphones split out, he kind of motioned to me like this, as if he knew. Like yeah, that, that, yeah, and I go no, <laughs> no, what? and he just said it was it happened so quickly and he froze and whatever else, but it's it's he's going to have to do better. 
It was like Cam Newton in the uh, Super Bowl 50. Oh. It was that. You know, like, do oh. I be? Yeah, business Jeez. decisions were made. Uh, Teresa, you're right. We all saw it. his explanation was lame. It yes. really is no explanation. And I think we all know what an explanation could sound like. Even before he said it, we knew you knew what he was going to say, didn't you, DK? For the most part, like there uh, wasn't. He, again, I'm not. I'm not being his lawyer here. I'm trying to give the fairest context. Okay. I asked my question about that fumble after he had just been asked about the report related to Minka Fitzpatrick and the spat that they had. So he already was in a defensive mode. Does yeah. that mean he couldn't have handled it better? Of course it doesn't. But just trying to be let, let you guys know everything and you take it where you want. Yeah, most times in a situation like this, whatever the player tells you, um, you're not going to either believe or want to hear. If, if we could really say, uh, and this is just me projecting what I think, some, I'm like AI-generated context right now, DK. If we were just saying something like that, man, y'all, I messed up. I saw it. I was down. Um, I'll never have a play like that again. Does that still satisfy it? No. I, I, it wouldn't. And, and then Tomlin also mentioned that the play before that was the one that should have been, could have been a touchdown. Tomlin yeah. left out the part where that was on him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, in that event that Deontay basically allowed his frustration to carry over into the next play. So you tell me, Moan, have you ever allowed your frustration at a place, something that didn't go right for you, something, an assignment that you missed, whatever, did you allow it to carry over into the next play or the, even through the game? I uh, This is the only time I've ever had a situation like this happen. If all week I've had a, um, if I got a, a, a backup next to me, you know, and all week we've talked about, hey, this is going to happen. We got to watch this. And you make sure you do this and you hold your own in these moments. And I, I, I tell you in the world of football, this is going to happen. And then I got to save you one time from something happening, whether it be if Pounce wasn't in or if it was a new left tackle or something like that in, right? You know, that communication is always deep. Like, you're on the same page when you have your guys. And anytime there was a backup and they wouldn't listen or – they hit me with a, oh, I didn't hear that. You're done to me. Like, you can't do that on the field when I'm depending on you to do your job. But let it, like, affect, like, the entire play behind it? No, not necessarily. And in those moments, I wasn't being a – at least I don't think I was being a bad teammate. But those moments of, like, listen, we're all in this together and you don't listen, I'll let, I'll let somebody elect themselves to a film embarrassment. You know, and that's honestly what Deontay is freaking dealing with right now. And guys that don't buy into the team system, unless they're in a position to where they know they're not going to be in the city next year. Like, I think Deontay's back for Pittsburgh next year. But then again, I don't know if he is or not. That play just looks terrible. That's one of those, hey, you can't get that one back. And the best thing you can do is, is peel somebody off the pile if there's a fight. Like, you'll be the first one there to show that you're all in on being a great teammate. Like, that's where Deontay is now moving forward. He is the big dog in the wide receiver room as far as what his pace suggests. Let's just throw that out there. Gifts to the guys in, in, around Christmas time. Like, show that leadership initiative to where you say, man, I'm not a bad teammate. I had a bad moment. And here's the thing, too. This isn't a, a lifestyle thing. Uh, sports is a little bit less forgivable, right, DK? People people judge you about you doing bad sportsmanlike thing in sports more often than not, especially football. Um, he gonna have some headway to make up, DK, when it comes down to it. I, I see somebody said, "Man, whoops, lame." Like, just say I screwed up. What you wanna hear probably ain't gonna be what he says. Um, so just the acknowledgement of it. I saw a guy a second ago said that Coach Tomlin and DK. I'm not sure if it's true or not. He he allowed Deontay to address the group. He's going to. I mean, they're not in the building today, but yeah. Victory Monday, you're right. Um, That's the most appropriate way to go about it. And here's the thing. It's just like you telling somebody I'm mad at my spouse or my girlfriend or boyfriend or something like that, and you tell the world about it, right? And next Mm -hmm. thing you know, they see y'all lovey-dovey. Like, the way Coach Tom is approaching this is, as long as you and your spouse or as long as you and your teammates are right there, Tom, 
as long as you and your teammates are on the same page, the public perception about what's going to be said about Deontay somewhat don't matter. And here's the other thing, too. Some of his teammates won't buy it either. He's going to have to overprove some stuff to them. We've had guys in situations where they've gotten suspended. Uh, they put themselves in bad situation, either getting arrested or um, some bad play on the field. We'll accept the apology, but it's still one of those things. In sports, DK, you're going to have to earn that back. Like, you know how it is with your kids. Kids lose your trust. They're going to have to earn that back. Deontay is still going to be in that boat, and that's going to come through his play, and that's going to come through his leadership sticking, uh, stepping up a little bit more too. James Lawson says, man, get over Tomlin not challenging the touchdown. Deontay should hold on to the ball like a professional. As I'm fond of saying on this show, and I say it all the time, it doesn't have to be one thing, James. You don't have to be an either or. It can be both. Okay? Yeah. Deontay yeah. should hold on to the ball, and Tomlin should challenge. One way or another, it's got to be a touchdown. Okay? Both things can be true. We don't always have to just pick one thing and say, that's it. That's it. We don't. Um, Coach, you know, he's, this is Brent says, I'm sorry. Brent says, as Tomlin ahead. put in his own words today, he has some savvy vets in the room, like the wide receiver room to keep the energy and the peace. Also the cornerback room. You know, you have Allen Robinson there. You have Miles Boykin as a member of that wide receiver room. And my feeling is that those guys already trust Deontay and believe in who he is. The most of the reaction to that play is going to be, from the outside because they know what Deontay's all about. He had a he had a bad moment. He okay? did. Um, it, I, I'm sure people are going to take offense to this, me saying it, but it, it always feels to me like, they're, it, especially since Antonio Brown, like everybody in Pittsburgh is waiting to pounce on the next wide receiver diva subject. <laughs> okay? Aha! Look, there it is. Diva right. moment. George yeah. Pickens, diva. Chase Claypool, diva. Well, in a lot of cases, some of that stuff is true. Yeah. That's the nature of that position. I don't know why, but it's not unique to the Steelers in any capacity. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, DK. Uh, and, and that's just the thing. It, I think it's, it'll be fine. We've dealt with worse, and y'all know Pittsburgh has dealt with worse when it comes to guys like this. I, I'll say this too, DK. We're we're honestly burying what happened on the actual play, though, too. If so, the question I have to say, and 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 maybe it's one of those moments where you you, you kind of say to yourself, "Aha! That's why you can't do this and be selfish in these moments." Because Deontay probably had his had his mind set on, "I'm chilling on this play. Screw this team. Y'all should have did this. I should have did that. Whatever had happened on the play before." that happened on the fumble without that fumble we don't see that Jalen also gotta make sure he don't put the ball on the ground I know it's one of those situations this ain't about Jalen but without the fumble we don't see Deontay doing this it's almost like a blessing in the sky Tomlin brought that up too Tomlin yeah. brought that up too he said don't don't forget about Jalen's role in this okay yeah. <laughs> the last thing Jalen Warren needs to be doing right now is fumbling when he has this golden opportunity and stardom and everything else in front of him that turns you around like this don't forget the difference between Jerome Bettis being in the Hall of Fame and not being in the Hall of Fame. Randy McCracken says, I like Deontay Johnson, but every year there's some drama. Dropped passes, no touchdowns. Now this play, Randy, neither of those first two things you cited are drama. They're nah, just not. It's football things. It's just football things. <laughs> yeah, You don't like them, but they're not drama just because people talk about them. Uh, Julio uh, Jones wasn't a big touchdown guy, and he's borderline Hall of Fame also. Red zone. Couldn't see him in the red zone. Er, football is different than that one play. Yeah. I understand Deontay going backwards. Like, that's something I saw him do. Like Oh, jeez. The slippage, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. All I'll tell you is this. I know he's passionate about making a play. DK, you've talked to him. I've talked to Deontay often when I see him, and it's just like the dude wants to be great. He and I, he, he pushes every right button pushes. when you're around him. He just does. And I, I tell this. you, people, I would tell you if he didn't, okay? I, I'm not exactly shy about criticizing people when they're not all that. Deontay is not your convenient villain here. Uh, mm -hmm. However, However, I like this point from Steeler Girl. Deontay Johnson should have been disciplined. We go. You benched Chooks Okorafor because he verbalized only what Deontay Johnson actually did. <laughs> he gave up, and that's insanity. Now, that's fair. how do you do that, though? Because do you take Steeler Girl's 
comment and say, okay, well, so you've got to bench Deontay. Who are you hurting if you bench Deontay? The team. You're hurting the team. Who are you hurting if you bench Chooks? With all due respect. Nobody right Nobody now. Nobody because Broderick comes in. And the other thing, Chuk's situation into the game, Deontay is in the beginning of the game against the AFC North opponent. Uh, and as much as y'all want, go, you have our steel, DK. As much as y'all want that discipline and embarrassment and, and public shaming and throwing rotten tomatoes at them, DK, you know what we all want more than just that? And this is almost inexcusable. You know what we all want more than just that? A damn yeah. win. Beating Arizona. That's all you want. You or know, beating that, Cincinnati or whatever. Yeah. Is that wrong to say? This is Kane McDaniel who says, just acknowledge you messed up. Show us with your actions on the field. And you know what? That's exactly what's going to come of this. And that's going to be, that's going to be the end of it. Deontay had, I gave Deontay one chance in Cincinnati to, to do exactly that. Whether he was rattled by the Minka questions or whether he just didn't have it thought out in his head or whether he didn't know. And it was something that I mentioned to him afterward. I said, you got to understand. I said to him, this, the video is about one and a half seconds. That was when there was only the one video available. Yeah, close up of it. And yeah. I said, it, it, it doesn't look very good. Yeah. And, and he goes, oh, really? And I go, no, really, it doesn't. Okay. He, he got caught trying to get some payback. That's what it was. He got caught trying to get some payback. Whatever it is, we're going to move on from this, and and I mean really move on from this, and we're going to go to the only segment that actually matters. <laughs> Look at you clean it up, man. But that's hey, Moan, DK. <laughs> I'm feeling good today, Moan. I see you rested guy, you. Let's go into that only segment, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. I just said to my wife sitting over here, I, I pointed outside toward all the downtown office skyscrapers. I said, you know, there's people out there actually working for a living. And then there's me and you. <laughs> you know, I'm we, be do, we do this for a living. This is fun. I'm going to be real with you. I think about that often, DK. Like, I do. And I know football is a very hard job to do. But it's entertainment for people that watch it. Like, I personally... Do not take for granted being in this seat on this computer with you, DK. Not even a little bit. Now, I appreciate everybody that comes in here. We got over 800 in here right now, DK, man. Um, solid, solid stuff. By the way, my my day job? Don't even get close to this, so I appreciate y'all. Let me just say that out loud. We're getting contributions, uh, and I'm, I'm putting them up on the screen here. Um I hope everyone knows that they're appreciated everything that they do. Uh, I certainly hope that uh, our friend Rochelle knows that she's appreciated everything yeah. that she does. There's 50 gifts from Rochelle. Uh, the way to take care of that on your end is to make sure that on the YouTube live chat that you hit accept gifts and that will help get that number up. Look how excited the boss is about that. Hey, now total number, total members, 1900. Uh, recurring membership 698 gifted 1202 and what we need is more people to pick up those gifts and then to move from that to the next phase which is after the two months you can get a gift for two months in a row and then after that you got to get your own it's 99 cents i'm a recurring guy dk can you imagine that how about that <laughs> i'm a recurring i'm not <laughs> trying to trash on anybody but I this is y'all make this show friggin' fun, man. I don't think y'all realize that. Uh, really do. We have uh, questions on other subjects as well. We're gonna get started here with Richard over at the Uncle's table. He says, "Hey, Moan, what concerns would you have with the Cardinals' offense and/or defense? The record doesn't mean anything with some teams. James Connor plays on the Arizona offense. Let's start there. And Calvin Beecham starts over there too. Oh, and uh, yeah, he, as well. he he plays there, man." Um, geez, what scares me? This is a great question, by the way, Rich. Rich, we got it. We got to get you from the uncle's table, dog. Like, don't make us call you what they the short name of Richard is. I mean, come on, man. Hey, Join hey, us. hey, hey, society. <laughs> oh, oh. No. <laughs> no. 
She's feeling feisty today, too. Hollywood clown noses on us. You know what? I'll take that, I don't that, think Dolly. she appreciated the Richard line there. That's a, yeah, she's kind of we, we just got to get Richard off the Uncle Sable and over at the cookout with us, man. That's all, DK. Uh, but mm-hmm. what concerns me, man, not a whole lot other than the fact that James Conner is is over there and he's going to play with a lot. Uh, I know James. Play with James. Block for James. It's Pro Bowl season. All those things, man. I absolutely love that dude. Great individual. He has this infectious way of bringing you with him. And Beecham is there. And there's a lot of familiarity with what uh, the, the, the uh, Cardinals bring to you. They will fight, but it's a matter of when will they give up. If you go and hit them early and often, there's an opportunity there. Again, I'll say this. This time of the year, where the holidays is coming up and people want to feel good at the end of the season, you have bad teams like the Arizona Cardinals decide that they want to play real ball. And that's where Pittsburgh can't get caught into the trap. I'm not calling it a trap game, but you can't get caught into the trap of saying, oh, we'll just roll them over. Quick pro tip. Pittsburgh get not that good yet to just say we're going to roll over people either. Kyler Murray seems to have his legs back. Uh, you got James Conner coming into town. You got people in Arizona that's still not over that. Uh, what was that that big game they had to play uh, where this dude, 92, ran back a football? I think that was the Super Bowl. That though. was the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of that that still kind of holds on to uh, this type of game. But I wouldn't take it short. At all, at all, DK, no matter what their record yeah, is. Yeah, I think when you look at regardless of their record, and this was something that Tomlin brought up today as well here, when you're talking about Hart, you're not questioning whether or not you're going to get maximum effort out of a James Conner or a Kelvin no. Beecham. Uh, they're not going to be looking at the standings before they decide in advance of the kickoff, hmm, should I try hard today? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah no, for real. For I, real. I, I think I think that's uh, I think that that much is, is a given. Um Antoine says, hey, Moan and DK, do you think we have a shot at winning the AFC North knowing our schedule? I'm going to start with that one, Antoine, because I I looked at this last night. I, I wasn't just looking at the Steelers. Look I was at you. conference, and I don't see the Ravens as being the gauntlet. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, not not just saying that because the Steelers already beat them, and the Steelers beat them when they weren't playing this well. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I see the Steelers and Ravens, here, insert shocked face, (laughs) as equals. You know why? Because they always are. Every game is decided by three, maximum four points, no matter what. They have another meeting this year. After that... I don't know, Moan. Who in the AFC is jumping out at you? It, it, it's not the Chiefs anymore. It's not the Bills. You know, who do you have a feel for it's, in this conference? To me, it becomes a matchup conversation when we talk about the AFC. Like what Jacksonville did to Pittsburgh, okay, yeah, that could be kind of treacherous if you allow a team like that to really just steamroll you and pick, a, pick you apart at your home place. Miami, not so much. Buffalo, by the way, we're going to have to start having a very in-depth conversation about Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. At some point, that's off-season stuff, DK. When we speak about progress of quarterbacks and paying franchise prices for starting QBs, he he a little iffy. I'm gonna just throw that out there. I'm looking at it. It's Baltimore. Oh, you're not hearing him, and you're not hearing anybody say he's the next Ben anymore, are you? Oh no, DK. Um, but the AFC side, nothing really jumps out. Buffalo can be dangerous because they got playmakers. Miami, hen, uh, Baltimore, but we see them. Jacksonville. I'm hoping that was a one-off. And then Kansas and what Denver has done. Like, Denver got a shot because Russ can cook every once in a while. He's been decent so far as of late. But nobody on the AFC side scares me. Like, even what Kansas Kansas City, to me, is because of the dynamics of their freaking quarterback that reshaped everything in the NFL. That's a difference. That, DK, is a difference. Lamar, not so much. Josh Allen, not so much. Tua, be real with yourself. If there is a year for you to go get something, whether that's the playoff win, second, third round, whatever you want to call it, if you get your stuff together, you can do it. Do you think Kansas City fans could turn on Taylor Swift like she'd be like the Yoko who broke up the yes. Beatles? Yeah. Football. Football, DK. <laughs> I'm just it's telling emo- you. Don't like mess with cute. people football. It was cute for a couple, uh, couple of weeks, right? Yeah. And now it's it, like, what happened to our offense, you know? It left on the, uh, what's the name of her tour? 
Um, I don't even the know. Eras, the Eras tour. Eras. She's in Brazil now. Look at you even knowing that. Oh, yeah. What, what are you? Swifty here. Swifty. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> big Swifty. Big Swifty that I'm I am. here Honestly, for that. Couldn't, couldn't name more than one song. Uh, neither could I. can name I. one, but if I say the title, it's going to get stuck in everybody's head and you'll all hate Shake me. it off. Ah, you did it. I did it on purpose, too. Jeez. <laughs> did it on purpose, too, DK. Sure did. Jeez. Okay. Uh, uh, I had a appreciate cool. Lamar coming in with a, with a gift uh, here. DeMond Brown has a question for you, Moan, here. He says, uh, I'm sorry, we'll get, to, we'll get to yours in a second here. Yeah, and and with the good play of Casey and the great play of of Trenton Thompson, have we inadvertently created some depth at the safety position for the stretch? It would be good. Mika potentially coming back. And here's the other thing, though, too, DeMond, I always caution the same way I was excited about Broderick Jones, but I still said, give me more time. Do it in week after week moments. I need to see it like a one shot. I've seen so many guys have one good year in the NFL, and that was it. One week is cool. When that pressure ain't on you and they're not game planning for what they know about you, um, that that's when it becomes real sticky for you. So, yes, depth, absolutely. Worry about if somebody goes out of the game or if you got to put more DB packages out there for the defense. All right, cool. Yeah, I feel better about it. I love to have Minka and a very strong guy beside him, but I'm okay with what those two guys have done. Swan has a question. I'm going to jump on this one first, Moan. He says, hey, Moan, what is your opinion about Mike Tomlin not having a member on the staff assist with possible challenge plays? He does, and I've been saying that for months now. He has someone assigned one of the assistant coaches in the booth to be responsible for this. However, however, as Tomlin acknowledged in his answer to me Sunday in Cincinnati, he said it didn't happen quickly enough for the booth, meaning the replays weren't available to them quickly enough for that information to come down to him. He's relying himself on his, well, on his people, but also on the stadium scoreboard and everything else. I can also tell you though, that every time he answers that question, when I ask it, and it's been a few times now, he always comes back first with the stadium scoreboard thing. He wants to see it himself before making that decision, okay? So he he said all of this in his answer to me. He said upstairs didn't get it quickly enough. So Tomlin has had for more than a year now someone assigned up there to look at that. However, Moan, I'm telling you, I know how other teams do this, including in other sports, and it's yeah. – way more intricate, way more advanced, and it has nothing to do with coaches in the booth. Yeah. Okay, it's a, it's a set room that the team creates, like a replay, emergency, whatever you want to call it, room. Okay, and the Steelers absolutely do not have one of those, and that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. That's something that you got to grow with as a staff and, and as a group. So like you said, the trust thing, DK, seems to be outsiders. Pittsburgh, y'all know how we are as fans. Imagine what it is like inside that building. I will say that. You drink the Kool-Aid. You run through the walls in that building, man, and it's just different than Pittsburgh. And I almost feel like if <laughs> Pittsburgh decides to let go of Coach Tomlin, the coach behind him is going to do the same exact thing. How is Coward, DK? Pretty much similar in his approach to, hey, we got this. Yeah, I, I think. Are you talking about from the control aspect? From the control aspect and how Pittsburgh operated. I didn't know that, but I've heard guys speak about Cower, and it was just a certain way. Yeah, I've never heard of any NFL head coach, any NFL head coach okay. who wasn't a control freak. Um, and they'll admit it. Now, not all of them were Tom Coughlin, if you heard those horror I've stories. Heard that. Okay. But most of them are right in that coward slash Tomlin range for this sort of thing. Uh, you said yourself yes on yesterday's show that the reason that Tomlin keeps a small staff, and he's acknowledged this himself, is he doesn't want to have to be worrying about too many people in too many different directions. He wants to keep it right here. Too many loose lips. Uh, the message doesn't get translated, or you don't know where it gets mex messed up at if you got a big old staff. Like some teams got like 25 dudes on staff. Oh, yeah. 
And like there's an assistant D-line coach, assistant to them, and then there's a a secondary coach, then it's a safety coach, and then it's an O-line coach, and it's a guards coach, and it's a tight end coach, and it's a runner. It's like it can muddy the water some, but it's hard to pass up all that power, DK. It is. But you need to have a video replay room. Yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. There's access to every possible replay that's there for you in the moment okay and you're looking at it quickly and you have an instant response and you have a direct line to the head coach that says coach throw it throw it okay and then the coach has to develop some kind of trust for these people you cannot especially if you were to get to like real do or die games or playoffs can you imagine not having that in place when your opponent does exactly and here's another thing to just tell you it's just the operation. It's not just uh, in Pittsburgh. I know for sure it's in other cities because I'm in another city. But uh, Coach Faulkner got elevated because he's probably the most senior guy that Coach Tomlin trusted in that role too. Right, DK? Like, mm-hmm. I know Coach Faulkner earned it. But Coach Faulkner was the most senior guy that's been around Tomlin for a long time offensively. And it made sense to pass that job on to him, giving him one, uplifting him, but also giving the play call and do to Coach Sullivan. Like, it's a, it really is a teamwork inside that building more than people make it seem. Right. Jacob says, DK, I swear the other morning you were saying he doesn't have people for that. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's assigned to an assistant coach as an oh-by-the-way thing up in the booth. Okay? They don't have people. They don't have a team for this. All I'm doing here today and all Tomlin did today was repeat what was said on Sunday. There was nothing new in that Yeah. Uh, today here. Uh Let's go to to Brian. He says, Landon Roberts is an all-pro in what he brings to the Steelers. His toughness just seems contagious after he makes a big hit or a stuff. What have you thought, Moan, of the inside linebackers since losing two out of the starting three? I think they've done their thing, DK. I really have. You have like Michael Walker? No. I have. Michael. Yes, with a Y in his name. Yes. (laughs) There's been nothing egregious on film to me, DK, to think there are some deficiencies at all. Uh, I, I see them make plays. They see ball, get ball. I saw Elandon have to be motioned out in space and coverage. And I was like, oh, Lord, what is going to happen on this play? And he was good step for step, probably a little bit behind. I think the running back or tight end that he was in zone coverage with or he was in man-to-man coverage with, I worry about that. But it hasn't been exposed because I knock on wood right here, man. Fair. Do we say any, see anything that's terribly bad on film? No. No, it's it's been um, it it it's been a, I think a pleasant surprise. It has uh, for you you the way that you mentioned it is the way that I prefer it, which is that you haven't heard Michael Walker's name. Now no. you yeah, do you want your inside linebackers getting in on plays eventually and and getting tackles? Yes, of course. Because he landed uh, led the team this past weekend, which is a good thing that the defense was able to spread out tackles. Absolutely, but it was only like six total tackles, if I'm not not mistaken. Whereas in Cleveland, it was fifteen, fifteen or double yeah. digits at least, mm-hmm. which means also that they were getting through the the front. Uh, yeah, that's true too. Ryan Smith comes in with a twenty dollars contribution and says, "I could see a playoff berth if the offense continues to play like they did this past Sunday. However, realistically, I do not see us in the Super Bowl." I I'm not one of those people that says Super Bowl, not Super Bowl after every after every win or loss. Yeah. Uh, defense rods. If it can continue to carry and make plays, uh, you got something. What that something turns into, heck, two, three years back, we didn't expect Cincinnati to carry that team to the Super Bowl. I ain't saying this team is going. I side more <laughs> with you if I can be real about this, Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's not ready for it. If they happen to just so make the Super Bowl – I ain't complaining, but I, as mid as the AFC is right now, uh, I still don't see them making a push unless we find a, the key to a box to unlock this offense even more, DK. Bob says, hey, Moan, this draft class has many players playing well as of now. Who's your Steelers rookie of the year? Light work right here, DK. Keanu Benton. Keanu. He's showing up. It's been consistent. You don't notice his work, but if you watch his effectiveness of when he's in on plays, he got it. I know the easiest choice to make is Joey Porter Jr. I love that. Broderick is good, too. But effectively, watching him, uh, it's probably got to be Keanu. He's doing a lot where his name isn't being called on making plays. 
but he's helping others make those plays, DK. And if this is just a stepping stone of what he's capable of doing, give it to him. Effectiveness, though, probably Brodrick. Uh, Joey, Porter, Joey Porter Jr. is going to start getting some more widespread attention as he keeps chalking up he does. these W's against these big names. You know, I thought Jamar Chase still made some good things happen. I understand there were, you know, deflected passes and so forth. Uh, but, you know, Joey did the job yet again. I want to seize this opportunity, though, to give a special mention to Nick Herbig for that sack. Crazy. Uh, he He rocketed like off your screen, it seemed kind of. I was watching this on the monitor in the press box. Live, I couldn't see him at all. Yeah. And then at the last second, you see, whoom, and he he gets, uh, I already forgot that quarterback's name, but he gets him <laughs> and he throws him down, right? And Warner. after the game, I, I said something to, I don't know. I, and I said something, Browning. Browning. Some, Jake. Something Browning. Yeah, whatever. We'll probably never see him again. So, he gets uh, – I, I go into the locker room. I see TJ sitting in a stall, and I go – I said, hey, how about the kid? And TJ goes uh, – because TJ just loves him, right? And TJ goes, you know what? I'm just so glad he got he got home. And people don't know that, – that's football speak for getting to the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, getting to okay? the quarterback, it's yeah. Edge, edge rusher speak, okay? He said, I'm just so glad he got home because when you make – when you put forth that kind of effort, that kind of energy – Going after the court, you deserve the reward. Yeah, TJ said that to me about about Nick Herbig. They love this kid so much, and no, no people. He cannot play inside linebacker. He cannot. Don't put him at outside. <laughs> Don't put him at inside linebacker. You saw TJ sprinting over there to Nick Herbig. He it did. was cool First one to watch. There. It mm-hmm. was, man. On the broadcast, too. It's also cool to see this type of stuff, although they have their own identities. They mentioned Nate, of course, being on the team. And Connor Hayward made a play. And they said, and there's a catch by Cam's little brother, Connor. I was like, what? They really just, you know, showing him as Cam's little brother. But when you ball, you make your own name, DK. I this would it. not be the Ramon Foster show if we didn't go for some frivolity. Wayne Williams oh, says, hey, Moan, chips ahoy or Oreos? Ain't even close. Oreos. Really? Not even close, DK. What Not even with, a soft batch. What about with milk? Oreos all day. Yeah, oh, you, you got your you got your you, biggest supporter over here. Yeah, She's no, totally with you. Oh, she takes the cream out. Oh, gross! How have I never seen this? What do you? Yeah, because it's it's like Crisco and sugar. You don't want to eat that. Ah, okay. And it's vegan, Dolly. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I tell you that I'll do Oreos, but only in the double stuff form, okay? But not the purchased double stuff. What that, you I'm mean, sorry, purchased? never. Well, they sell them as double stuff Oreos. Yeah. Well, that's not okay. I want to do it myself. <laughs> you you animal. You throw away the thing. Yeah, a, you yeah. throw away the wafer. The what? You throw away the no, 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 no. Yeah, you throw away the other wafers. Now she likes the wafers. We really got something going here. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all just fist bump right there? We just did. Guy? But the, the 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 chips ahoy though with milk. Yeah. Back when I was allowed to have that kind of stuff, and I'm not anymore. Of course, that, that was a W. There is a spot on the south side, man. Uh, you care if I do it? Milkshake factory? No, there's one right here downtown. Is it really? Up. Our milkshake factory, Open yes. Until Open till 10 p.m. Hey, every night. They Fifth got Avenue, some, one uh, block away from us. They got some doggone uh, chocolate-covered Oreos when I was in – Whoo, DK. Oh, yeah. Oh, Game yeah. changer, boy. Oh, a yeah. lot of people send Chips Ahoy. I didn't know Chips oh. Ahoy was like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know y'all style. Yeah, now, I'll tell you the other thing about Chips Ahoy. Oh, you'll, feel, you'll feel it in the teeth. Yeah, you do. They, and the roof of your mouth, too. They'll cut you. Yeah, I do eat Oreos like a dog. I, I used to. <laughs> Come on, DK. You better yeah, than see, this, Listen, man. DeMond has done – you talk about double stuff. DeMond has done double duty when he's come to Fifth Avenue. He's come to see us, and then he goes up the block. He goes to Milkshake Factory here. Cole, I'm telling y'all, if you they need the franchise. I know who owns it. I need to tell them, look, you need to bring that to Nashville. It is legit, DK. Yeah, no, I see I see a whole bunch of chips ahoy, and uh, I don't even know what butter cookies are. Butter cookies, oh, butter uh, cookies are the best. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty solid. I pretty you saw I wonder if you're talking about the hard one or soft butter cookies. There is a difference in the two. Hard, crunchy. 
Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Those yeah, are like the, the grandma tan can cookies, though. That's what they are. But the Swedish ones are the giant tins that nobody throws away. Uh, yeah, them. It's so those right there, Dolly. Look at us. We've gotten off track by talking about food. That's wild, DK. Yeah, but that's that's okay. You know? That's okay. We're allowed to do that. Yeah. Chips Ahoy. Oh, I'm supposed to duck under. She's telling me to duck under the top hat here. We're just both like Abe Lincoln now. We are. We are. Or maybe that's like our uh, our Christmas top hat. Either way. Yeah. Here's uh, here's here's Rob getting us back on it. track. He says, hey, Mo, I love it. the uncle's table wants to know your guest to this question. Don't be representative of the uncle's table. <laughs> you can't make – you're never allowed to make the uncle's table sound cool or trendy. <laughs> Rob, you're better than this. I promise you are. Oh my god. The uncle's gosh. table wants to know your guess to this question. How many of the remaining six games can the Steelers win? I'm thinking four or five. How many of them are they worried about right now, Moan? Uh probably Colts. Bingo. No, no, no. How many are they worried about? Oh, right no. Now? Absolutely <laughs> none. Just well, one. one. Baltimore. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that one right there. But even Baltimore, you already got the one up on them. Like, yeah, you're supposed to have just a little bit of worry in that one. But that game comes down to, man, who's going to smack each other around a little bit more than the other, man? Not really into this, what Seattle got going on other than the travel going to the West Coast, DK. Good luck to you on that one, too, because you're going to be coming back on New Year's Day. That's going to be a wild travel day for you, DK. Uh, Patriots, no. Arizona, no. Colts can be iffy if Gardner Minshew is still in and around. I'm not too worried, especially since he's at home. At least give me five out of six. I don't know where the flagrant one's coming from. Five out of six. And if that happens, <laughs> DK, it's going to be a fascinating situation. One that oh, does yeah. mean playoffs, hosting at home probably. Nah, nah. It's going to be fascinating. I, I really don't know what to think of it if it does happen, DK. They win five out of these last six. Is that like false reality almost? Like is that the team getting it together? Or is it you played the second place? What are they in the north last year? Second or third? You're playing the third place schedule of everybody? Yeah, it was third, South yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the payoff of it right there. If there ever is a payoff of being third in your division. Yeah, if there's another way of looking at this, and a couple of people have brought this up, including Manuel here, is that the, the Ravens' schedule is tough. The Ravens have, schedule. Yeah, the Ravens have the schedule that the Steelers had basically through the first half. Uh, it, it's going to be a challenge for them. Uh, honestly, oh boy, I know people hate hearing, say, hearing this, but I'm really not all that into the wins and losses here the rest of the way. Just get better. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really do. In what way get better? What are you asking for? I, Offensively? I want to see, yeah. I want to see the okay. continued offensive dynamism. I want to see, okay, it doesn't have to be six plays of 20 plus yards like what we just saw, but it's got to be that versatility that getting a lot of different people involved, four different wide receivers made a catch, three different tight ends made a catch, Jalen made a yeah. catch, eight different targets for Kenny Pickett. Okay, we can sing the praises, and we should, of Pat Fryermuth, but everyone had a hand in that. Deontay with a bomb catch. George with George a bomb catch. Bomb two separate sidelines. Okay? Yeah. Najee with two, count them, two runs of 20-plus yards. I believe he's the conference leader in that regard. I have no idea what that is. Uh, that's what you need to see, and it can't be that every week, yeah. but it's it's gotta be it's gotta be significant on offense and if that happens man what i saw from this weekend too as we get to autumn is this dk i saw Najee actually avoid going out of bounds and laying a boom to number 23 on cincinnati's on the, team on the left side yep. yeah i remember it i remember it that, that like again to me this is Najee's time of the year jalen's compliment is beautiful but this is Najee's time of the year to where I, I don't know why he does this stuff late. Heck, when he made the Pro Bowl that year, you remember he was dragging like six dudes on him that brought more notoriety to what he's good at, and it was this time of the year. So I'm hoping this is his mentality moving forward. And, again, you guys are asking how many wins did he do you expect him to get this year? The Steelers, right, DK? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear next year about Coach Tomlin and his team, well, the last half of the schedule was sucky. It was trash. They should have won those games. No. Win the games. Thank you. 
that's I just had that came to me right there, DK. Yeah, and it's it's got to be it's got to be a case where the team just keeps getting better. That's my main thing. I want to see that same confidence, that same swagger that that offense showed. It doesn't have to be a win. I know no one wants to hear this, okay? Mm-hmm. But what has to happen is this team just has to keep getting better, build up that confidence. You know, uh, George says, yeah, Baltimore's got Miami and San Francisco Miami, coming up. Yeah. You know, uh, there's one thing I do want to see is this, though. Sean says Ravens could be resting Jackson by week 18. Against Pittsburgh? Mm, I don't know about that. Now, you want to be Pittsburgh? In it. You, can't, you can't get swept by the Steelers. I no. can't, yeah, at home? No. Meaning at Baltimore. At Baltimore. Heck yeah, no. no, no, no. You're not doing that. This is what I want, though, DK. Hear me out. Steve Wright from the Uncle Saber. 25 points a game. I, I kind of want to see a little bit more. Yeah. If there's one freaking thing I want, if you can just give me some points, so well, we can just do this, DK. At the end of the other day, we got our remote. Okay, and this is just... <laughs> watching the ball game i don't want to be i'm gonna throw a c in. i don't want to be stressing okay dk mm-hmm. i don't want to be mixing up my words and cursing out the tv and stuff like that i don't want to live that life on sundays every single sunday yeah the steelers defense says brian is turning the ball over on defense that is why the steelers can win it all oh he's saying that the steelers defense is going to be back to getting more takeaways well let's remember that it's been a while now without minka fitzpatrick okay and minka changes a lot of things for this defense all over the defense not just at his specific position minka's presence i believe allows the front five all of them but especially tj and alex highsmith more opportunities, more time to get after the quarterback. He puts the blanket on the back end of the defense where they take those shots. So where those plays down the middle, oh, no, Minka's back there. He, What you're saying, he could be the walking boogeyman, DK. That's the expectations from him. The level of play rises up when Minka Fitzpatrick goes out there. It's like having a ball game and you got your backup running back in and nobody knows anything about in Denver, right? And mm-hmm. you got to worry about stuff. No, you ain't got to worry when Minka's back there. You understand what it is. Hand over fist. Yes, Minka doing Minka stuff. That's what's, That's the difference. We're going to take a couple more today. Slim says, hey, Moan, how much does it mean, how much do you think it means to Mike Tomlin to finally get back to winning a playoff game? It's been a while since, those, a uh, while. since those six field goals Great in question, Kansas City. Slim. I know. Uh, a lot. Coaches feel that pressure. Coaches are under the pressure just as much as the players are. The expectation of doing what is required. I sound like Coach Tomlin right now. God, dog. It's almost as if you spent 11 years around the guy. Almost curse right there, too. It's like, shut up, Coach Tomlin. (laughs) Uh, But, Slim, what I'm saying is this. He ain't going to ever acknowledge it, and I don't ever expect him to because you can't let him see you sweat as a coach and as a player. Never let him know, oh, yeah, I'm worried about that because then they got a case to actually hold something against you. What I'm saying is this, it has to be there. That team has to know that. The night before that playoff game, there will be a strong emphasis on detail, what it means for this city. And that's where he gets people, man. He put that type of pressure on the team to perform for the city, to perform for this right here. Those are the things he do, whether it get done or not, like, he is significant on how he pulls that off at times, but a playoff win is definitely necessary. Mike comes in with a contribution and says, is this team, if this team keeps growing and runs the table, oh, geez, like they're capable of. That's tough, Mike. You guys are really excited about this, this game, but it, that's fine. Call it what it is, ZK. We're in the greatest position going into the playoffs. We're looking great if we keep growing till week 18, back to running the North. Now, keep growing. Yeah. Uh. I'll buy that. Okay. Keep getting better. Get that offense going to where everyone internally believes it can be. This, you know? to, yeah. This to me falls more on, on watching what Kenny do at this time of the year, too. The emphasis is on controlling the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively. D line, O line have to. But to his ability to spin the ball down the field has to, as you said a second ago, keep growing, Mike. It's necessary that it keeps growing. It's necessary that Kenny just kind of let him hang and just play ball. Like, that's all we're asking, right, DK? Mm-hmm. That play down the field. Go with it. Why are we holding back, man? 
I mean, especially if your guy's making the throws, you know, and it, 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 watching that game again, which I finally got around to yesterday on video, the thing that jumped out at me maybe more the second time than it did covering it live in Cincinnati was the accuracy of Kenny's throws. It was good. Okay. Not just the, not just, and I don't say that just in the sense of, okay, he put the ball like it ended up where it needed to go. Yeah. I'm even talking about the trajectory, the arcs, the velocity, the touch, everything was there. Yes. There were exceptions when he would get rushed. Okay, and that needs to be addressed, whether That's, it's the offensive line or whatever. Go ahead, Moan. No, I was just going to piggyback what you were saying. Yeah. I didn't know if you were done. That has to get cleaned up. It has to get cleaned up. Because here's the thing, too. Make it to the playoffs. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to be good on good. Let's go back to 49ers. Okay? Ooh, Jacksonville's defense. Right? Let's be honest with one another here. Right? Yeah. Like that's what you're that's up what you're against. gonna see. Yeah. There we go. It gets good on good at that point. And if they can't for one game stop a nosebleed with blitz and DK, that's problematic for the squad. And that is one of the biggest things. Again, whether that's Kenny knowing, hey, easy. This has been easy, easy, easy. Righty, righty, righty. Or Liz, 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 just to send guys over there knowing I got my hot right here. Like, those are the things why I'm 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 I'm, I'm actually just putting it on Kenny to say, if you want this to stop, then you're going to have to take charge too. Or Mike Sullivan. And the last word for the day goes to Cat Manita. Of course it does. Somebody actually asked Cat Manita earlier in this session, like, are you going to change your name? I thought he made that clear. He made that clear. He did. How many times does he have to speak up for himself? Man said it once, DK. He ain't saying it again. No. <laughs> he ain't saying it again. Look at Dolly laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I like Cat Manita. We had Cat Manita here in the studio not that long ago. Cat Manita says, I can picture it now. Steelers at Ravens, week 18. Hang on, John Facenda. Steelers at Ravens, week 18. Pickett throws a pass to Pickens to extend into the end zone and win the division. Number 73 spikes the ball into the camera just like the good old days. That's good, DK. Actually, isn't he the Minnesota's play-by-play also or stadium announcer? No, he's been dead for a long time. <laughs> I'm usually killing off people. I actually brought him back to life, DK. This was the NFL <laughs> films guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, oh my. That's terrible by me, DK. Oh, it's worse by me. I actually thought I was going to get a fine for spiking that camera. I mean, yeah, spiking that camera. That is solid. Dolly, you way too much time on your hands. Way too I'm much backing time, up man. here. I'm trying you really hard. Closer, you got to get closer. Oh, closer. Oh, okay. I have a hard time reading this. They're like that. That's what I get for reminding yeah, everyone that John John Facenda passed many years ago. The historic, uh, literally legendary voice <clears throat> of NFL films and the Frozen Tundra and everything. Actually, I don't think he ever said Frozen Tundra. Frozen. I saw he somebody never said that. Somebody said that he has never said he never actually uttered the words "frozen tundra," and yet everyone, when they do their John Facenda impression, says the frozen, frozen tundra, tundra of Lambeau Field. Uh... Like, did he? But did he ever actually say it? Somebody needs to look this up between now and when we get to the end. Mm. When we get, yeah, you have homework in the next ten seconds. All right, ready, no, we homework. Yeah, absolutely, DK. I'm ready. Let's do it. You got it? Yeah. Oh, what are you laughing about? That's something. I saw somebody laugh at somebody in the chat. And George. George said, okay, is Rochelle Dolly's burner account? <laughs> that is hilarious because... Rochelle came in with her MVP status, DK. She did. She did. MVP. MVP. And she solidified the answer, too, DK. Michael Walker says, yes, he did say Frozen Tundra. I am telling you, I have seen references to say that he never actually spoke those words. Yeah? Yeah, but I'm not buying it. I think that's actually one of the most – it's a lot like – you remember when Tina Fey did the Sarah Palin impression? Oh, yeah, on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. And then she said, I can see Russia from my house. Okay. <laughs> and Sarah Palin never actually said that. 
yet it became something that people attached to Sarah Palin terribly yeah. unfairly, I might add, that's because fair. she yep. she never said that. And I think that's what happened. Mm -hmm. I think that here it says Jay Smith says he never said it according to according to the big Google machine. According to the big Googs, man. Yeah, it says here it was Chris Berman mimicking John Facenda. That's what Uh, it was. Chris Berman, when him and Tom Jackson were doing uh, ESPN's highlights film, okay, where they would say, he would say, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And it was like, but he never said that. Yeah. Sarah Palin finger guns. Also not a Sarah Palin thing. It was Tina Fey. A Tina Fey. Yes. Crazy, DK. We got one that's got to be addressed. I think we've led people the right way before, DK. Uh-huh. Kanan comes in and is asking a very good question, dog. He goes, hey, guys, I'm going to my first home game as I've never, never been to Pittsburgh, Okay. What should I do when I'm there besides the game? Obviously, leave those comments in there. But you got to go first and foremost by DK Pittsburgh Sports. That's first. 224 Fifth Avenue, open Tuesday through Saturday, 12 to 6. 224 Fifth Avenue. Yes, yes. absolutely. Got to go do that. Um, find a tailgate because everybody's going to welcome you. You will see the billowing smoke coming from the grills. There's somebody underneath the bridge going in front of the stadium. Every time I'd come in, would have a like, Ping like like a beer pong table, long, just filled with adult spirits, DK. And I was like, that looks like a great tailgate. That looks like a great tailgate. This is important. People are coming in pointing out that John Facenda did say it about a super cold game in Cleveland between the Raiders and the Browns at Old Municipal Stadium, which is also along the lake. Uh, If you've never experienced the cold of Cleveland along that lake, you don't know what cold is. Because that water comes off the off the lake, and it's just it's a hundred times worse, and the, and the wind and everything else. So we've really, Cleveland? I think, we've kind of yeah, yeah. I see. I saw somebody almost burn themselves up by trying to get too close to those flame burners on the sideline. Those jet burners on the sideline. Yeah, somebody went up and smoked my rookie year by staying too close because it was that cold. Yeah. Wow, they didn't even realize they were burning. DK. So we've got, we've got this down here. John Facenda did say frozen tundra, but it was not about Lambeau Field. Berman threw that in in his impression of that. Okay, we've got this all figured out now. There we go. There we go. Barbara says it was Steve Sable. Ah, look at you, really journalists over here, man. See, Barbara would know. Now I'm totally thrown off. He would know. Could be getting you flustered though. Jim Fairfield says, I live in Erie. I know Lake Erie cold. Yeah, it's different. Uh, it's different. It is it's different. different. There's anytime it involves there's any kind of moisture and that wind comes in, there's nothing blocking it. You know, there's no structures on a lake. Yeah. You know, it's just, just, just whisking in. It's through your soul. And if I sound like that's where the media parking lot is, <laughs> you know exactly where it's that's at. Where it's, you yeah. actually park right up against the water. Yeah. The, the I, frozen frozen tundra is the parking lot. Uh, to that same question, Brent Haynes asks, "What is the coldest game yet? Rookie year, two thousand nine, Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. The guy that almost burned himself up was Craig Irving. He had on sweats, he had on a jacket. The uh, flame blower was blowing at Craig, and everybody's looking. Where is the smoke coming from? <laughs> up in flame, like it wasn't a fire fire, but it was one of those. You don't even feel yourself getting warm, and then he had those." I'm not mistaken. You just see the lake. Hang on. It's it's Craig Erbig on line one. Hey. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, Dolly. He's burning up the phone lines. It was that cold out there. That was my rookie year, too, where the veterans at the time after the game Thursday night, they went to New York and all the rookies had to ride the bus back. Hard times as a rookie. Hard times. I forgot about. Bubby Brister, when he was the Steelers quarterback, once saying that it was a cold wind that comes off the lake at Three River Stadium. Was it really? Bubby. We don't have lakes. You never heard we of have rivers. Oh, a lake. And no, it's not cold in the press box. Completely heated indoors and everything else. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you very much for, for everything today. Uh, it's appreciated. Thanks, Rochelle. Thanks to everyone who contributed um, as the boss points out here, we've had close to 2,000 people in and out of the show today. It's more than 2,000 now, wow. she says. Uh, that's how many have come in and out here. So 
it's we're still not even in November yet. We don't we're need not. that. No. I'll take it. My our Christmas trees are up right now, DK. What are you talking about? You yeah, look, we have a we have a tree here. Look, see yeah, tree? exactly. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna feel like Christmas till our kids come back home. They were here for look at you. You such a puppy dog for the kids. Dolly, get that man a binky. Yes. Get it, get that man a pacifier. Oh no, come on. That's rude. Oh, no, Dolly, no, until it's my time. I'm clowning DK, okay? Until my boys leave the house, I'm clowning DK for being a softy, okay? No, nah, he ain't no dog no more. Uh-uh. <laughs> Take that off, Dolly. I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, me and him both. <laughs> She's oh, had too many coffees over here today. Oh no, Dolly and Reform. I love that, DK. Don't don't take her shine today. Uh, uh, so. Steel Blitz thinks that we're gonna have to cancel the trip to Winnipeg. Uh, I you gotta understand here, we have two tickets for Winnipeg because the boss is coming with me because that's a me. that's a place where you want to go on vacation in early February. Okay. So so when yeah, when we get to customs, true story. When you get to Winnipeg customs in February. And they ask, they ask, are you here for business or, you know, or you know, what's your business in Winnipeg? And you say, you say, well, it's a vacation. They think you're lying. Really? Yeah, Nobody goes nice. there for that. Well, I mean, it's a little bit uncomfortable outside in Winnipeg. The Lake Erie effect is nothing next to Manitoba's mere existence. Oh man. So, but uh, yeah, we're going. And if the Steelers make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to have to get a whole lot of gift memberships to cover canceling that flight. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Hey, it'll work yourself out, man. Hello, we minute. didn't. We got the final answer, too. You didn't even see it. We What's didn't that? acknowledge it. What, 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 came what? through. She did? Where? She said Oreos every day of the week, and it's not even close. We oh. got our final answer. Well, guess what? She does get the final word around I mean, here. I mean, we'll get us a lot of they're a real Oreos. However, Rochelle did not answer, and she can bring this up with us tomorrow, whether or not she double stuffs it or whether she strips the stuff off. So you know, it has surgical. just the wafers and yeah, it's work. You're surgical with it, DK. You gotta be willing to work for your snacks. That's your way of burning a little calories to get what you want. I'm saying that now, but we're heading to the milkshake factory after this. So <laughs> breaking all the rules. Breaking all the rules. <laughs> Do it, DK. Yeah, Cat Bannon is coming with us to Winnipeg, by the way. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. I thought we were talking about Matt Cannon because he got time on his hand. <laughs> no. Casey, stop. Casey hitting on Rochelle. That's enough. It's not the That's love enough. connection. <laughs> Rochelle says double stuff. Everybody, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Wow, what a ridiculous show. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> <laughs>